Hey, sports fans, thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I like defensive defensemen. I'm Jones, and I like active sticks. I'm Kudo, and I like big hits. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the lineup in his first up ring. Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! It's funny to meet you. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Welcome, everyone, to episode number five of Into Sports and Stuff. Uh, we're back at it, talking about all the things that happen in the world of sports. And tonight's episode, we're talking about the NHL draft lottery and the return of hockey. Tom Brady's replacement. NBA and MLB players opting out of return to play. The latest developments in the MLB's return. And we're, we've got my favorite segment. Where I crash and burn, grilling up my rare steaks. This is Inter Sports and Stuff. Hey boys, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, Hosk. Uh, thanks. You know, as we record here, it's Wednesday, July the 1st. Uh, Canada Day up up here north of the border. Um, although July 1 may be better known to our neighbors to the south as Bobby Bonilla Day. What's a Bobby Vanilla Day? <laughs> well... Well, you see, uh, Bobby Bonilla signed a big contract with the Mets back in, like, 91. Um, and it was for something like 27 or $28 million, which is, you know, pretty big money back in the day. Um, they structured the contract with a lot of deferred money so that he would get paid after retirement because I guess he didn't have a need for the money at the time, so he wanted to be taken care of uh, later at a later date. Um so, and then, you know, in 99, he got traded back to the Mets. He bounced around a little bit after, for, from, like, 93 to 99. Um, played out a contract with the Mets, and then they bought him out after that season. There was another, like, $5 million or something left on the contract. Um, so they agreed to pay that, that balance over 25 years, I think. Um, so I think every year since, like, 2011, on July 1, he receives $1.19 million and change. Uh, from the Mets and uh, gets his uh, his nice annual uh, allowance from them. So um, the Mets will be paying that till I think like twenty thirty five. So fifteen more years to go. So uh, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Must be nice to be Bobby. July one is also kind of a sad day this year. Uh, Today is usually the start of NHL free agency, where we watch NHL teams just throw millions and millions and millions of dollars at players. Some are good contracts and some are just big busts you mean like uh <laughs> when the leafs signed jeff finger yeah that would be considered a bust yeah oh my god i forgot about that guy jeff finger what a great defenseman i think he had active stick he did. He, real real defensive <laughs> defenseman that guy i've seen better hands on a fish for sure <laughs> all right so speaking of nhl um nhl did their draft lottery on friday night last week um, so this was their phase one draft lottery, depending on the results, um, there may be a phase two, um, after the play in series before the playoffs actually start. Um, and obviously we got our money's worth and one of the placeholder spots ended up winning the draft lottery. Um, so I think it was team E, uh, won the draft lottery. Um, so they, will now have a phase two draft um, or phase two draft lottery uh, for all the teams that don't get into the playoffs after the playing round. So um, eight teams going in with 12.5% odds of winning that pick. So it should be pretty interesting when they get to phase two. 
Um, second pick in the draft, I think, went to the Kings, L.A. Correct. Yep. And then uh, and then Ottawa had three. Yeah, the, the, the Sens got the third pick uh, via San Jose. Correct. Uh, so San Jose won there. So Ottawa's picking three and five. Uh, Detroit picks four. Yeah, what do you guys think? It's kind of funny, actually. You saw the Habs fans before when they were talking about play-in series, and they're like, oh, Carey Price, Carey Price, and Shea Weber. Did you get that, Kudo? Weber? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Um, how, how they were going to carry them through Pittsburgh. You know, Carey Price gets hot, and, you know, next thing you know, they're in the playoffs, and who knows where it's going to take them. And then you see them all. Now they're like, oh, I think Pittsburgh's really going to wipe the floor with us, and they're uh, hoping to get that French-Canadian first overall pick there yeah i think a lot of uh could be a lot of drama in that phase two draft depending how the those play-in series go like um say the leafs lose to the jackets they you know would still have a chance they like carolina owns their first round pick but it's uh top three protected i think no it's top 10 protected top 10 protected so yeah um well, it's not going to be a top 10 unless they win the number one. So yeah, exactly. Basically, that would be the Leafs' only shot at, at drafting this year. But that would be nice a nice piece to come in at a affordable uh, salary to help the Leafs' uh, cap problems if, if that's, you know, where they go. Though I, I don't think they're going to be in the draft lottery. But, you know, that's, you know, one of the one of the talking points here. Um, Edmonton? I, what about Edmonton? I just think Edmonton, oh, they're going to win for sure. They don't lose. They got the horseshoes. They they win all the draft lotteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's hope Edmonton uh, wins their playing series. Pittsburgh, we talked about earlier um, in one of our previous episodes about how if they get in there, you know, you know, they could they could for all intents and purposes win the draft lottery and you know get Lafreniere to play with Crosby and Malkin. So, Wouldn't that be unreal? Uh, a lot of lot of interesting scenarios. Um, and then what I was just thinking of, and I I don't know. You know, I could be way off, but I know the Senators own the Islanders' pick this year. I don't know if it's lottery protected or top one or top three protected. Um, but if it's not, you know, those Sens could, you know, essentially pick one, three, five if if the Islanders win that uh, that draft lottery. So, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of different balls in the air, a lot of scenarios still uh, still to play themselves out. Yeah, it's kind of it's going to be interesting, and it this is exactly what um, the I think the NHL wanted to add a little bit more drama. Yep. Um, I don't know if they were hoping per se it was going to be the number one overall pick. They might have been hoping it was one of those top three picks so that they can they can take TV for another night just to you know have Bill Daly stand up there with that sign and flip it over for the team that ends up winning the draft lottery. How does Detroit feel about this? They were like thinking they're gonna get the first pick, and then they drop all the way down to four when they were the last place team. Like that's gotta be a kick in the nuts right there. And then as a Habs fan, I gotta go on to that because a pig. That it's a win-win for us in a way. If we lose to Pittsburgh, then we get a shot at the first uh, pick, and if we win, we get to see more playoff games. So there's nothing wrong with that. I find that a win-win for us. Yeah, I, I think it it's a, a win-win for all those fan bases that end up losing the play-in series. Um, you know the Gives a little spin job for uh, for all eight of those organizations. To uh, to go back to your Islanders thing there, yeah. Um, the pick is top three protected. There you go. So if they lose the the Sens can't. If they win the draft lottery, the Sens don't get it. So then they would get twenty twenty one first round pick. Just thought I'd throw that in there. No, I appreciate you uh, 
being the the corrector, we can give producer Pat some time off this week. Why? Um, yeah, he's, he can he's enjoy, slacking. He, this he can week. enjoy he's, his uh, his statutory holiday. Yeah, um, he's up at the beach with his feet in the sand. You know, feet in the water. No, I, ass in the sand. Oh, maybe cold beer in his hand. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. So guys, I have a thought and I don't even really want to put it out into the universe, but I'm going to do it anyways. What if the season gets canceled? No. What happens with that phase two lottery? How does this get resolved? Does it default back to that, you know, what the original draft should have been? Or are they going to just have those bottom eight teams go into this phase two lottery? What I pretty sure i read was that the bottom eight teams go into the draft lottery so those eight bottom eight teams that were supposed to be out of the playoffs but now they're in the play-in round they're in the draft lottery so yes kudo your habs still get a chance for that first overall pick that's right and don't we have a better chance than all the other uh, seven teams i guess if we're the eighth team no because we're the bottom of the out of the eight that are going to get that no I, I think they're either they either have to award it to pick that won it which i don't know i don't know who would have been picking there or they have to you know keep it the same 12.5 percent odds and redo the whole thing you can't you can't weigh the the odds in it and just because the season didn't play out right yeah so, i guess so yeah yeah they'll keep it at the 12.5 instead of um uh weighting that draft lottery and you said what team e won that standings right i think so i, I, didn't, I didn't think they too much attention i don't to think it, they but... determined the letter yet did they it was somebody that had. Two, it would have been like the Vancouver 5, Canucks. Some, yeah, someone that had two point five percent chance of winning it. I think was what I heard. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would have been Vancouver. They were. They would have been that team E, I guess. So, sucks to be the Canucks. I guess. Uh, hopefully, we get a play-in series so that uh, it's all for now. I need hockey to come back. Yeah, there's uh, some. Uh, Bob McKenzie had some news today on hockey. Like I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about hub cities, he. Uh, Sounds like it's going to be Edmonton and Toronto. It's nothing's official yet, but seeing the way that the coronavirus cases are skyrocketing in the United States right now, it seems like the safest place for all these athletes is to come into Canada where we're following the rules, crushing it, let's say. The best we can, wearing our masks. Following the rules, yeah. Wearing our masks and it's... uh. That's what it sounded like. And then he's also talking about how they've uh, got their CBA extension kind of in place. They've got a vote to ratify it. And Pierre Lebrun threw in that um, it sounds like they've the players want participation in the Olympics in 2022 and 2026, which is, to me, that is amazing because I went to Vancouver 20, or 2010 Olympics. I saw Canada play and possibly like... One of the best, even though they played Germany, it was still one of the best hockey games I can go and watch because all the top end talent is out on that ice. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I read somewhere that um, that that portion of the CBA is going to be agreed to, but it's going to be contingent on the uh, the IOC. Um, I'm guessing the owners will want the the Olympic Committee to uh, pick up the insurance on the players or or whatever it is, so that you know there's less 
uh, less risk on the owners letting the players go. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like that, you know, those details have been agreed upon, you know, between the NHL and the NHLPA. It's just now the, uh, the IOC or the uh, International Hockey Federation has to, uh, uh, has to agree to those terms. Hopefully they do because, like I said, there's nothing like watching best on best. Top talents in the league. 2022 will be pretty interesting for the Olympics because we're going to be, it's going to be a lot of hockey in a short period of time. Like, um, you know, with, you know, hopefully we, we get this, uh, we get this played out and, you know, they're playing and Stanley cup gets awarded, you know, probably first week, October, um, then probably first week, December, they're back for the next season, um, which is going to probably push results till, you know, say mid July, they award the Stanley cup next year. And then the 2022 season, they're going to have a Olympic break in the middle for three weeks. That's going to be uh, that's you know going to put a lot of pressure. It's it's going to be a nice three week vacation for the guys that aren't going the Olympics, but um, for everybody that is, it's going to be a lot of hockey and a lot of, in a short period of time for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but got to weigh it out, I guess, for the players. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of them will want to go and play. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But you got to see if you got to see if they're going to be allowed to even travel by then. With all this going on, we don't know when this is going to end and when we're able going to be able to travel still, right? Like Europe just opened up for all the Canadian travelers to go over there now. I don't even think they're accepting yeah. Americans yet because of all the uh, rising uh, cases that are happening in the states. Yeah, Canada's closed still. Uh, Europe and uh, and US. Yeah, but I think I think by then there's the hope that there's the vaccine and you know we got this shit figured out and we're kind of back to normal you know watching sports at normal time and getting to go to games to have some entertainment i know me per se i'm i'm really missing i never made it to my leaf game this year i try and make it to one a year and uh this year i wasn't able to oh you didn't miss much they were terrible <laughs> okay you okay suck. there uh Habs fan uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's plead with the NHL to let us into the playoffs because yeah. we're Montreal and we've won twenty four Stanley Cups. More than you, nothing wrong with that. You're just jealous. So, so you got more cups, sp- more rings. Speaking of uh, travel, it's sounding like um, NHL settling on hub cities in Edmonton and Toronto. Um, so, the, um, in a couple like short short couple of weeks there it's kind of shifted from it's seemingly going to be you know two american destinations now to two canadian destinations and i guess it's just how quick uh, the coronavirus is is still spreading through the u.s and uh um how you know canada seems to have you know it under control so hopefully uh hopefully the u.s gets it figured out for baseball and uh and basketball but um seems like the nhl's really taken a stance that they want uh um, you know, they don't want to be putting the the risk of it spreading through their hub. Yeah, which is probably the smartest thing they can do, right? It's just like we were talking about last week about baseball and not being in a hub, per se, where they're going to let their teams travel from state to state and who knows where the Jays are going to be. So it's they're putting a lot more risk on their players and you can, you can kind of see that with the... Uh, the players starting to opt out of coming back, right? Now, I know we were planning to go a different direction with our next topic, but I think while we're talking, we might as well get right into the MLB and talk about uh, uh, talk about the Blue Jays and you know 
what in their travel restrictions they're kind of a gong show of a situation here um seems like canada doesn't want um them to play in toronto said they can do their training camp here but it doesn't seem like they want uh they want all the different teams traveling in and out so i don't you know they're still kind of in limbo where they're going to be playing this season which is probably frustrating for a lot of these players yeah i think it's frustrating for them but it as for us as citizens it's it's good for us that they're the government's kind of sh- putting a stance in and saying you know what like unless we can get some more guarantees that we're going to be safe right because you don't know about these players like they could bring it in and Next thing you know, they infect someone working in the hotel that they're staying in, and then that gets transferred to somebody else. Next thing you know, we've got a skyrocket in cases again, right? Yep. And we wanna we wanna keep that number going down. So to me, I I I think they'll be playing in the United States somewhere. Um, I've heard that Buffalo is not in the uh, in the cards for the Jays. Um, I've seen the stadium in Buffalo. I don't think it's the greatest stadium so i think it's a bit of a homer don't um yeah it's by the sound the only it. reason why they they wouldn't play in, in buffalo though because the stadium i would imagine the amenities just probably aren't up to uh to snuff for the major league players that's that's my my guess because they're all prima donnas <laughs> like i would think the clubhouses aren't like the clubhouses aren't like the the stadium's a stone's throw from uh the sabers arena so i would think that there's accommodations and all that stuff within the vicinity there, but I think like the actual clubhouse where they're gonna be yeah, these guys... spending most of their time is probably just garbage. Just like yeah. everything else in Stinktown. <laughs> these guys are gonna be playing uh, they're gonna be playing thirty games out of that stadium. So, you know, at least uh, for competitive advantage for the for the Blue Jays, they need to have a you know, a, a stadium that's equipped with, you know, workout facilities, batting cages, um, you know, enough clubhouse space where these guys can hang out and be comfortable because it, you know they're going to be quarantined too i think so they're probably going to be spending a lot more time in the clubhouse than they would you know normally they might be in there you know a few extra hours you know playing some video games hanging out with the guys rather than you know sitting in their hotel rooms so um you know i've seen that you know when it was done entire stadium i don't know what it's called now but uh it's, I think it's Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's, I think, it's isn't not it? the it's not the nicest facility. Um, it, you know, it's probably a great spot to watch a game. It looks like a good uh, a good uh, you know a fan ballpark. Um, but for the players, I don't think it's uh, a big league ballpark by any means. So, will they just end up down in Dundee then? Is that the only other option they have? What did you call it? Dundee. Dundee. Dunedin. Dunedin. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like Matt Stundine. I've been celebrating Canada Day today, okay, boys? Sorry. You had a too, few too many wobbly pops? Oh, too many wobbly pops today. Feeling pretty good. Got a fucking dart in your neck. Yeah, so I, I think I think Dunedin's an option for them. Um, I think they have a lot of concerns about Florida, but uh, it's probably their best option. Uh, and then I think I read something that uh, Tampa Bay might be another option. They might split the, the Tampa Bay Rays facility, so... Um, that's something they could uh, they could look at as well. It'd be kind of like playing in the Rogers Center, seeing as they're both dome stadiums. I guess that that's true. Might have, might have something to do with it. I got. I don't know. Well, I think it's more. It's a big league stadium. Um, more and it's yeah. I guess and, that's true. Like you said, it's a dome and it gets freaking hot in Florida in the summer. 
Um, so I don't know that yeah. they want to be, you know, battling that humidity for, you know, for 30 games. They probably have some weird time games to try and beat that humidity, right? Like more of a outdoor 8 or 9 p.m. start where it's cooler, you know, instead of an afternoon 1 o'clock first pitch. Like but with tra- the travel schedule, yeah. you might not be able to do that, right? So that's, you know, it's... I guess that's true. It, it's, yeah. it's a little easier travel schedule because they're only going to be traveling the East Coast. Um, but yeah, they, it's, you know, if you play an eight o'clock game and you got to fly in somewhere, you're not getting in until, you know, two or three in the morning and then you got to play the next day. So it's not, uh, you know, probably not ideal. Yeah. But these guys are professionals. They're used to that. They got to do what you got to do. You're getting paid. Play the game. If you got to go on a little bit of sleep, you got to go on a little bit of sleep. Who cares? You're getting paid. Pig, I know you were, uh, you were telling us earlier in the week about the, um, the new the rule changes or the confirmed uh, rule changes for for the MLB's return to play. Oh yeah, so they have some rule changes that a uh, relief pitcher or any pitcher has to face a minimum of three batters. Um, the the universal DH, which we were also talking about, there was extra innings. I think uh... yeah, extra innings. They're starting a runner on second base. Yeah. So they're hoping, I'm guessing they're hoping to get the games over with quicker so they don't have any, like, 18-inning marathon games. Um, and that's a few of them. Now, the Universal DH we already touched touched on last week, and I think we all agree that as much as we like to see a pitcher go up there and hit a home run every once in a while, it's kind of going to be a little bit better for the game to make things a little more even for yeah, all and the teams. That, and that pitching rule was going to come into um, play anyways this year. Um, so they don't have to face yeah. three batters if they end an inning, but in an, if they come in in relief within an inning or they start an inning, they have to uh, they have to face three batters. So you bring in a, you bring in a lefty to get a lefty out, and that's mm-hmm. the third out of the inning. Then you can put a new pitcher out to start the next inning, but um, mid uh, mid inning he's got to face at minimum three. Which which I think is a good rule. It's uh, it's going to speed up the game, I think, a little bit because you know you've seen the the games where you bring a lefty in to face a lefty and then you bring, then you go to the bullpen again, you bring a righty in, right. And you could have two or three pitching changes in an inning. Now, you know, it's going to work both ways. The, they're going to go to the bullpen, bring in a lefty. The manager is going to go to the, the bench and bring in a right-handed hitter. And it's just going to, it's going to be a lot of more strategy, I think, involved with like the pitch, which pitcher you're going to bring in, and how you're going to yeah, bring them in. Yeah, I think what situation. What we might see is that the pitchers end up, uh, or the managers end up with a you know quick hook because, you know, they know they they know they're going to have to face three batters anyways, so they may be looking down the lineup and say, "Shit, I really need the you know we got two lefties and then this righty." You know, maybe they bring the lefty in for the you know the first righty, um, and then the next two lefties instead of facing the two lefties and then, you know, maybe they have a righty that righty that dominates a, a lefty coming up after those two guys. So I remember like, like the, the Jays a couple of years ago, yeah, uh, they mashed lefties. Um, that was when like Batista and Donaldson were there. So if you get a lineup like that and you can, you know, offset your rights and left-handed bats, you know, it really kind of handcuffs uh, managers on what they're going to be able to do for uh, pitching matchups. Yeah. It's good. It'll, it'll make it interesting, I think. Right. Yeah, definitely. Some interesting matchups for sure. When you got to have a pitcher go after three guys in a row, it'll be interesting to see how they work it out. And that that runner on second for the extra innings is pretty interesting too. That's almost like what you do in slow pitch for like a 
men's league and tournaments when you go into an extra inning. Are they going to be setting with the uh, their their count? Are they going to start with like an 0-1-1 or something for batters? You ever talk about that? I think the batters will start with uh, with an even count, like nothing. But but I'm wondering if they would start with an out. That I know that was like a one and one talked about in the past. You know, runner on second, one out because um, it takes the bunt out of it. But then you know, if you want yeah. the run to score, maybe it makes more sense that you know you runner on second, nobody out, and then you can you know try to push that run across. Yeah, you can bunt them over. Makes for more uh, strategies and try to speed the game up a yeah. little bit. Yeah, maybe the away team's going to play for the big inning, and if the uh, the home team can hold, then they come up and they just play small ball and try to push that run across and get out of there, right? So gives a bit yeah. of home field advantage. Well, every game's every game's going to matter now because it's only sixty games they're playing, so every game's going to matter. It seems like, and those teams like the Jays, where you don't think that they're going to have a shot, they might have a shot this year because there's sixty games. All it takes is a couple good games, and then you're up at top of the the league. Yeah, a couple injuries, you know, with COVID being such a you know. They're going to be testing strictly. If somebody tests positive, they're probably going to have to go into quarantine. So there's going to be more, uh, more DL spots probably. Guys landing on the, you know, the injured list with mysterious ailments because uh, they're not allowed to disclose, disclose who's got COVID. So um, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage it. I know uh, they've set the rosters for spring training at 60 guys. I don't know whether they have to trim that down or not, or whether they can keep all of the, the 60 as their kind of taxi squad for the season. Um, they might have to keep the 60 guys because uh, the minor league, they canceled their season. So it's not like you can just call somebody up. You're going to call somebody up and it's somebody who's just been sitting on the couch for the last couple of months. And I think the 60, the 60 guy, or if you're going to make a trade, I think the guy has to be within your 60 man roster. So um, if it's somebody that's outside, like a low, a low level prospect, he's either got to be with you to trade him, or uh, you know, probably be a player to be named later to uh, you know hope you can sneak it through later. I think I heard something about them starting the season with like a thirty man active roster, and then after two weeks they drop it down to like twenty eight, and then another two or three weeks later they drop it down to twenty six man rosters. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I've Pretty sure that's what I read, um, which also makes it kind of interesting too. Teams are going to start with much bigger bullpens because they're going to they don't want to wear the pitcher starting pitchers out too quickly, right? Going to they don't want to burn their arms. Well, they're only going to have they're only going to have a two week spring training now to get back up to speed, right? Yeah. So, I think July thirteenth is uh, is opening day, uh, Yankees and Nationals, I believe. No, isn't it the twenty third or twenty fourth? Yeah, twenty third, twenty fourth. Yeah, I've got it. This okay. the twenty third and twenty fourth. Yeah, that's their opening day. Teams are supposed yeah. to report today. First, the first, yeah. Was it today or the tw- No, the I got fourth? July 4th, 1st for the team oh, reporting. Okay. Um, with that, there's been a lot of uh, players deciding to opt out. Um, I know for the Nationals anyways, uh, Ryan Zimmerman and uh, is it Joe Ross? Joe Ross. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, Rockies, uh, Ian Desmond's uh, opted out. Yeah. Um, Mike Leak from Mike the Leak, Diamondbacks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's opted out. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's a pitcher, isn't he? So and it's pretty interesting with those guys yeah. uh, dropping. Is there any other ones? That, any other notables as of yet? Not the not that I know of. Um, that's all I can. That's all I've seen so far, really. I'm sure that as we get closer, there might be a few more drop 
per se. Yeah, the NBA seems to have quite a few uh, dropping right now. Um, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think I saw Wilson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan. I think those guys are all with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, there's um, Trevor Ariza, uh, Avery Bradley, Davis Burtons, Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, and then I know there's a couple that are on the fence, like uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Damon Lillard Dwayne is Howard. still on the fence. Yeah, Howard, I think, is going. Oh, he is going to go? I, I heard he, Last I heard, he was on the on the fence. He was that. on the fence. I think he's going. I know uh, I know Avery Bradley opted out. They signed uh, J.R. Smith to replace him. So he's reuniting with uh, LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, reuniting. Hopefully we get another uh, epic JR moment out there. But maybe, I think we will. Maybe this time he's going to call a timeout. What do you think? What, what's the over-under on that? I don't know. We could That'd set be a good one. one to have. Uh, we could set one I'm, for you, Kudo. Maybe it'll help you in your, your yeah, rare I don't stakes. Right I'm sure now. some sports book's <laughs> going to have that as a betting option somewhere. Oh, for sure. It's just like uh, when you could bet on... Uh, uh, I forgot the guy's name, the soccer player that with a bite. Remember in the last World Cup, there was a... Oh, I think I know you're talking about. Bite. Was it the Ita- Italian guy? No, no, he's... Uh, it's one of the, oh, so, uh, Suarez. Suarez, yeah, yeah. Is he from Spain? No, he's, no, he's uh, from Argentina. Oh, Argentina, yeah. there you go. Is it Argentina? It's somewhere South South America for sure, but... Uh... I'm pretty sure it's Argentina. Yeah, but he did. He didn't do that at the World Cup. I think he did it in, like in his league game, didn't he? Yeah, but there was a bet in the World Cup if he would if he would. Do oh, it okay, yeah. If he was going to do it, yeah. Yeah. He's betting three guys. Just... <laughs> three? <laughs> oh my! That's borderline God. cannibal. <laughs> yeah, he bit. He bit an Italian guy in the in the World Cup. And I thought Mike Tyson was bad. This guy's done it three times. Sorry, he's from Uruguay. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh. that's right. Pat, producer Pat's gonna have a real easy week here. I know we're doing all his work for him. Maybe he'll chime oh, in. Don't and... say that. He'll get mad at you now. That's fine. At least I'm not breathing heavy. Hopefully he uh, he'll hey. crack a beer on the beach and, uh, and chime in with a uh, with a thank you for you doing all his work for yeah. him. This week. Yeah, maybe he'll buy you a case of beer. Nope. Um, let's. Let's head over to some NFL news. Uh, Tom Brady's replacement seems to be under contract. Uh, we don't know if it's Cam Newton or not, but Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. Um, league minimum deal uh, with some incentives that could bring it to like seven and a half million. Seven point one, uh, which is pretty pretty low for a guy of Cam Newton's caliber. Uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully he wins the job and plays. And actually, no, I, I hope he doesn't play well because I don't like the Patriots. But um, I do like I do like Cam Newton, so I'm I'm wishing him the best. But um, it'd be interesting. I, I'm still hearing a lot of uh, Jared Stidham and that the the Pats are really high on him. Uh, so um, be interesting to see who uh, who takes the ball for the Pats on opening day. Uh, what do you? Uh, What's your opinion? Who do you guys think is gonna gonna be slinging passes for Bill? Uh, uh, sorry, Kev, you were right. It is seven point five. I was wrong. Takes a big man like to, to admit that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, personally, I think that they're gonna start with uh, Jarrett, and then I think if if they struggle out of the gates, Bill's 
Bill's not afraid to uh, go to the hook and, you know, bring in someone that's going to do something for him. I think Cam Newton, he did prove that he can well, win big games. Uh, let me let me stop you, Pete, because um, we don't really know if Bill's afraid to go to the hook or not because he's never gone to the hook since he's been well, in I, New England. Um, we know that uh, Drew, or what's his Drew name? Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, got, got, he got hurt. Tom took the reins and then yeah. never never relinquished them. <laughs> he never hooked him back. Never hooked him back. Um, yeah. Y- you maybe maybe when Jacoby Brissett was throwing for them and you know and and then he he went he gave yeah, him the he hook went and the went hook back and to Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. He's he's used the hook. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. I think he, Cam Newton will get into some games in New England. I don't. I personally don't think he's going to start the season. Um, I was just looking. There's some notable quarterbacks that are making a lot more money than Cam Newton, who I think Cam Newton is better than. Like Nick Foles making eight million. Jacoby Brissett, who we just mentioned, is riding the pine behind now Philip Rivers and. Indy, he's making fifteen point nine. Yeah, he got an million. extension though when uh, when Andrew Luck suddenly retired because they kind of had to shore up a quarterback. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Marcus Mariota making nine point one to to ride the pine behind David Carr, but maybe he'll take. He's gonna he's gonna be the Swiss Army knife out there. Maybe he'll take over for Derek Carr, who is also making nineteen million. So you never know. Oh, wow, it's just. Uh, there's some quarterbacks out there that are making a lot of money, and I think Cam deserves to be making more, but he had an injury uh, plague season last year, and it kind of uh, was the writing on the wall that he wasn't coming yeah, back. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those situations, too, where the teams that need a quarterback upgrade are willing to roll the dice on what they have and see if uh, you know if they pay off, like uh, the Redskins with Haskins. Um, Panthers brought in Teddy Bridgewater, which I don't know if it's a big, uh, big upgrade or not. Um, Giants have like Daniel Jones, um, a lot of you know, like younger quarterbacks that are going to get a chance. And you know, if they suck, then you know Trevor Lawrence is the prize for sucking, right? So um, you know, I, I think there's yeah, no exactly. incentive for for these teams to see what they've got in those you know first round picks they spent on quarterbacks, and uh, if it doesn't pay off for them, then then they'll move on and take a QB next year. Yeah, it's funny how you got like four teams basically swapping quarterbacks. You got New England, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Carolina all basically swapped their quarterbacks, like a big circle, which is hilarious. And And three of those are in the same division. Yeah, and it's just funny to see that. And it's like that's the the kind of shit you want to see almost like in the NHL or something for like having some big trades happening or signings. Or we yet to see stuff like well, that. Well, you know, Kevin Adams is at the helm in Buffalo now, so he, he, maybe he'll start uh, swinging some interdivision trades, get Jack Eichel to the Leafs, and... Uh... No, not happening. <laughs> Stop trying to stack your team. You guys are not going to win, no matter what. Like I said, you're not you're not getting out of the second round. I don't know if we have... I don't think we have the cap space to take oh, Jack Eichel. We don't need Eichel. to play with a third and fourth line if you get Jack Eichel. And, you know, you only need to – it's be like a men's league team. Well, that's true. Your, your two uh, two solid forward lines. Is that what Dubas is trying to do, is just a men's league team? Like when we used to play together? Hey, he might be. You know, he's he's 
venture capitalist. You know, he's raising some money for charity yesterday with uh, Jerry D, just Dustin, the TSN boys, and Duthie and uh, O'Neill. The O-Dog. Um, you know, in, in Dubas, uh, we trust. So uh, we'll, uh, whatever he wants to do with the team, he's got my full support. See, I'm okay with that because I like Duber. But besides that, I think he needs to go to a different team. I don't like that he's he's managing the Leafs. Duber, leave the Leafs. <laughs> well, does he speak French very well? Do we know Hosk? Um, I, would I don't think he does. Does he? Probably minimal, but uh, I don't know. You know, he maybe he's okay, maybe so, he, you know so we've then, been in quarantine for a while. Maybe he's got uh, Rosetta Stone yeah, and he's uh, he's picked it up. He's picking it up. So you can cross Montreal off the list if he can't speak French very well, though. Which I don't agree with that. That's dumb. Montreal's but, got a GM well, that they're never going to get rid of. So what's uh, what's the problem? Hey, you never know. You, you might. Things don't pan out in the next couple of years. He'll be gone. He's been there for like 10 years and things haven't panned out yet. And he's still there. Yeah, but he still makes enough moves that keeps it, helps him keep his job. As long as you keep the manager or the ownership happy, then Just you keep have shuffling. And that's what he's mid-level doing. Mid-level prospect for mid-level prospect, and uh, yeah, those third so hope, hope, hope hey, one of these. Uh... They got they got Paul Byron. Paul they got Byron. Paul Byron, baby. Jay Weber. Jay Weber. And who knows? Maybe we'll get uh, Lafreniere too. Oh, look Let's at this happens. fan! He's already rooting off his team for this season. I mean, they're not going anywhere. He's already he's already banking on. Oh, the I didn't draft say lottery. that. I said you never know. Yeah, right. here he comes. Oh yeah. Let's see you guys try to get by Columbus in the first round. We'll see what happens there. We can talk after then. Well, maybe we're both going to be in the draft lottery. Maybe we're still going to be playing. But uh, you know, we're not. We're... If we're both in the draft lottery, we might have to do a live podcast of uh, the draft lottery. That's yeah, going to be pretty bad should. radio when uh, both of us lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're both. We're all swearing. Uh... Hey, Kudo, remember when you were talking about? Uh, big trades in the nhl yep it was uh 2016 july or june 29th remember the wildest 23 minutes yeah that was the uh, pk suban shea weber and then uh what was it taylor hall it was taylor hall first for adam larson yeah and then suban for weber and then steve steven stamco signed his massive deal in uh tampa bay all within 23 yeah. minutes yeah after he was like getting uh pampered by all the other teams that he was yeah, saying the, he was going to sign with but he didn't the Leafs the Leafs offered him like I don't even know how much money in uh, something ridiculous and like advertisement de- deals like Canadian Tire was yeah. all after Corporate him sponsorships and forget who else but yeah yeah. but he wasn't going anywhere because uh, he built like a house just before he signed too in Tampa Bay for his parents or something like that so you knew he wasn't going to move but yeah, that was a crazy and, 23 minutes. And if you've minutes, seen the Lightning uh, uh, videos during quarantine where they're all jet skiing to the rink, um, you know, I, I, I don't think there's oh, a lot of incentive awesome. to uh, to want to leave, if, especially when that team's doing well. No. Why would you? They, they have a blast out there on those jet skis. So do we want to uh, get into some soccer yeah. talk? Or are yeah, we gonna... let's, let's, no, let's chat about the uh, – let's talk about the MLS and uh, – have you guys seen any of these uh, these pictures that are coming out from the uh, uh, I guess the Disney camp that these guys are uh, are staying at for uh, the World Cup that they're doing? Um, they're, they're comparing it to that uh, was it Firefest or Fry Fest? 
um, where they had like the FEMA camp set up and these guys, they're getting like a box lunch and the sandwich is falling apart and it, it's like 65 bucks or something for this like <laughs> sandwich, this little shitty ham sandwich. Um, I, I don't think the players have to pay for the food, oh. but, uh, it's, you know, it's just pretty, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. It doesn't look good on, uh, on Disney. Um, if that's where they're staying, I assume that's where they're staying, but. Uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of these, uh, a lot of these coming out where the, the players are less than impressed with the uh, the accommodations they got right now. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. I'd like to see what. I haven't seen any pictures of them. I'll have to to look into it and see some of the uh, see some stuff that's going on there. Um, I wouldn't be happy with a shitty box lunch, per se. <laughs> like every uh, day. For every day, yeah. Like, give me something good. They're. Well, Go ahead, Kudo. Don't you think those teams would have like a a cook or something, like a team cook? Uh, I don't know if they would have a team cook um at the facility with them. I'm just showing the guys the uh, the pictures right oh now. Oh my but, god! Uh, if you're wondering what that what that 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 pause is, <laughs> it doesn't it does not look tasty. Yeah, this is uh, someone actually got that. Yeah, these are two Omar Omar Gonzalez of uh, TFC. Oh my god. And, um, one of the goalies, um, Eric uh, Zavaleta. Uh, these are the two uh, the two meals that they got. Oh my goodness, that we're, does we're not looking look at, We're looking at a page on uh, TMZ Sports about how uh, MLS is compared to uh, Firefest. So if you guys want to uh, check out that page and see the sandwiches we're looking at here, it's uh, it's pretty funny for a professional sports league. That's uh, this is their return to play action. It's uh, it's you know pretty. Uh, pretty funny to see there would you guys even serve that to your child or your children like i don't understand that doesn't even look like it's good enough well for my kids. you know i i, I make i make lunch some days and it, it it looks uh you know a little bit like that but you know i usually i, I toast the bread a little bit better you know it's I, I put a little bit more effort into it i like to use a yellow banana some days do you, do you cut the crust days. off too for them no i know i used to get that done when i was little i get my mom or my grandma to cut the crust off for me <laughs> You probably would, yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I was picky back then. Now I just eat everything that's in sight. So uh, just in case any of you listeners are wanting to watch the big MLS tournament, um, TSN is actually broadcasting all 54 games um, for the tournament. Starts July the 8th. Uh, there's a big match between TFC and Montreal Impact on July the 15th at 8 p.m. We will be recording at that time, so we might throw in a few live updates. You never maybe know. A, maybe a breaking news segment next week. One, one yep. week away from hey, uh, more live sports. We always two weeks. July, two oh, weeks. Well, July 8th is the return. Yeah. Wait, July, yeah, sorry. Yeah. July 8th return, two weeks for uh, TFC Montreal Impact, and the final will be on... Uh, Tuesday, August 11th. So uh, MLS has got some uh, a mixed bag of players, let's say. They've got some really good young players that are using the MLS to kind of try and make that jump to European soccer. They've got some wily vets that have just been playing MLS their whole lives. And then they've got some retiring European players that come over for a couple of years just to live in the United States, make some more money, and uh, 
have a little bit of a time. One thing I'll say about the MLS though is that league has come a long way. Like even the last ten years, like they were a complete joke, and now it's you know one of the. It's probably like the third or fourth best soccer league in the world. Yep. Maybe not third, maybe fourth or fifth. I would, but, yeah, I would go five um, probably. But yeah, it, well, it, it compete. It competes with some like it's it's not the Premier League. It's not Syria. Um, it's not even the Bundesliga. Um, but it, you know, it's going to compete with, uh, you know, it's going to compete with, like, it might be like Portugal league and stuff like that. Like it'd be behind, Sp- it'd be behind Spain. Yeah, probably, really? Probably you below take the a shot Spanish league. Yeah. yeah. But it's probably on par with Portugal. Um, Try to take a shot at us Portuguese definitely, again. You... Definitely better than like the Russian and, uh, um, and, you know, those leagues that are out there. Well, in Russia, they fixed leagues, just like their ping pong, right? Like well, they're, they're, it's all fixed. <laughs> there goes Kudo's whole whole rare stakes. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll you lose. Bet on Russian you'll end up like me, losing all the time. And we've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that, Kudo, it's Canada Day. Uh, what are you What are you burning for us on the grill tonight? Oh my goodness. Well, I was terrible last week again, one for four. So this week for my rare stakes, I'm going to stick to my Korean baseball. But I'm waiting for the big four sports to come back so I can actually get some good betting and win some games when they come back. So I'm excited for these these leagues to start up. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick all four games for the Saturday. And I've got, okay, once again, don't judge me on the way I say these names because I don't don't know how to pronounce them. I am not Korean, as we all know that. But I got Han Woon versus Doosan. And I'm taking Doosan in that one. Then I got Kiwoom versus KT, and I'm taking Kiwoom in that one. Then I have LG versus Samsung, and I'm taking LG in that one. And then I got SK versus Latte, and I'm taking Latte in that one. And hopefully, I can at least get one or two wins out of that I hope one. You have a, I hope you get a good Latte this week. You, you... Well, good luck, Kudo. Good luck. Yeah, but I could, be, I could be burning them again. Who knows? I'm always burning my stakes lately. I'll remember not to follow your bets. Well, you're six yeah, and go ten, so you know if you go four for four, you're right yeah. back at it, five hundred. So you know, yeah, you're due. We'll say that you're due. Yeah, it's true. Or Jonesy, uh, you want to go? Or you want me to go? Well, seeing as you know, in our head-to-head last week, I came victorious. I think you should probably go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was three and one last week. I am nine and six overall. Um, however, I do have a big blemish as I lost the first ever rare stakes head to head as Wolverhampton squeaked one out over lowly Aston Villa. Um, yeah, I got no excuses. I made the wrong pick, uh, but we're moving on. And so this week I'm going back to the EPL, uh, because, you know, even though I had a little bit of bad luck, I, I had some good luck too there. So. Uh, my first pick of the week is going to be that very Wolverhampton team that screwed me last week. Uh, I'm taking Wolverhampton over Arsenal. That's a straight money line pick, Wolverhampton over Arsenal. Um, next game, Chelsea versus Watford. I'm taking Chelsea and a clean sheet. So it's Chelsea and both teams to score no. Um, I've got um, Newcastle United. United and West Ham United. Um, so it's New, yeah, the United's um, Newcastle and West Ham. The Hammers. Um, I've got a draw. 
So that's a straight draw bet in that match. And my big pick of the week is Southampton versus Man City. I've got Southampton or draw. Southampton or draw versus Man City. All right. I'm going to also go back to the pitch. I'm going to... I got five picks here for you. One's a... One's a bet builder that's a little different than uh, stuff I've been doing lately, but it's uh, it's a little bit of a doozy. We're gonna we're gonna try it out this week, see how it goes. Um, I am nine and seven overall in the year, and one and zero oh head to head. Um, I'm gonna start off with some Syria. I'm gonna take Lazio in the May or uh, AC Milan game. I'm gonna take Lazio and both teams to score. Yes. And then I'm going to go to Caligari and Atalanta. And I'm going to take Atalanta and both teams to score yes. Um, I'm going to go to Florentina versus Parma. And I'm going to take Florentina and both teams to score yes. And then I'm going to go to the EPL. And I'm going to go to Leicester and Crystal Palace. And I'm going to go Leicester and both teams to score no. And then for my bet builder, I am going to go to Napoli versus Roma. And I think this game is going to have some goals. It's going to be a very exciting game. So I'm going to, this little bet builder here is uh, match result will be Napoli to win. Over three goals combined for both teams. I'm going for Deers Milt Mertens to score any time in the match for Napoli. And I'm going Edison Deco to score any time in the match for Roma. And that's the bet builder. Are going to add a both teams to score yes to that bet builder to make it worthwhile because you are already betting for both teams to score? <laughs> uh, it, it didn't change the odds very much because of the combined three goals. Fair enough. So... I did not add it. What what is that? What's what's the odds yeah. on that? What's it pay? Uh, plus one thousand six hundred. So a dollar wins you sixteen bucks, I think. Nice. Yep. Mm, maybe I'll have to so, do that. Get some money. You know, the the grand parlay is is worth a lot. If you want to parlay all five of my bets for one dollar, you're gonna you're looking at a two thousand two hundred and seventy nine dollars return. Ooh, I might have to do that so I can yeah, win put some a, money. Put a hundred bucks on that, Kudo, and uh, we'll let you retire from the show. <laughs> I don't want to retire from okay, the show. Retire from the segment. Do it from the beach. <laughs> yeah, from yeah. The segment, maybe. Stop making these bets and losing all my money. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I think that was a pretty good episode for tonight, don't you think, boys? I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for our fifth episode. We re- really, really appreciate all the support. Yeah, as always, we'll try to be better next week. I highly doubt that will happen. <laughs> Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Facebook at some point. <laughs> Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Unsubscribe, resubscribe on your podcast player of choice. We hope all of our Canadian listeners had an awesome Canada Day. And we wish a happy Independence Day to all of our American supporters uh, down south the border. Stay, stay safe, you guys, as you seem to be up against it. Happy Canada Day. See you next week, and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, can you please hit the music? <laughs> <laughs>